This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 150 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Enjoy today's tip. Glenn the Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily. Well, on today's tip, uh, we go back to one of the finest horse photographers in the world, and really our first guest here on the uh, Horse Tip Daily Show, Scott Trees. Thought that would be appropriate, seeing we're at episode number 150 already. Scott brings us another tip on horse photography. He's a well-known horse photographer around the world, travels the world all year long, and has been practicing his craft for over 36 years. Scott also does a variety of uh, commercial shooting, architecture, fashion, and photojournalism, but most of the time he concentrates on horses. We'll get to Scott in just a second. I just wanted to remind everybody about the Amazon link on our homepage at horsetipdaily.com. If you're going to buy anything from Amazon in the next uh, couple of weeks, just stop by Horse Tip Daily first and click on the Amazon banner in the middle of the homepage there, and it'll take you to Amazon. You go buy what you, what you want and what you need, and uh, just by doing that, we'll get a little bit of a kickback from Amazon, and it helps support the Horse Radio Network. doesn't cost you any more, just an extra click. And we appreciate your support. Well, now here's Scott. Well, hello, Scott. Glenn, how are you doing today? Good. Welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. We appreciate you being on every time. We always get lots of comments on Facebook. Um, we, We post all of our shows on Equestrian Collections Facebook page. Uh-huh. And we get we also have our own for each show, but Equestrian Collections now has over ten thousand five hundred fans. Oh my god! They are one of the highest actually Facebook fan pages for the equestrian world now, uh, and they're Fantastic. gaining a thousand a week. Wow! Uh, so we post all our shows over there, and we get most of our comments there, and it's amazing. Each tip I put up every day, there's there's a whole discussion that goes on around them, and it's oh it's well, kind good. Of, well, I, I'm glad you told me that. I'll go take a look and, and yeah, take a, just take a look go to Facebook and search for Equestrian Collections, and go to their fan okay. page, and and you you'll find it interesting too because one of the big things that's happening there, it's the most active fan page I've ever seen. People go there every day and just look because people are posting pictures there. That's become the place to post your horsey pictures. Isn't that something? Yeah, it is. It truly has become the place. And you'll see that some days they get what seems like people posting a hundred of their horses on there. <laughs> it just It's just horse after horse after horse picture and people with their little descriptions about their horses and then they talk uh-huh. about them. It's just become... I don't know why it became that, and she sort of had this all planned. She's a very smart woman that runs Equestrian Collections, uh-huh, and I have to uh-huh. disclose that they are an advertiser on this show. But right. but she she just does a terrific job with it, and I've said that before, and it's just a fun place. So check it out sometime. Well, it's, it is. I will. And it is amazing how technology has just changed everything. Yes, and you know it keeps changing, it keeps evolving, and it's going to keep evolving. And and you know we're one of those things that's evolved. There were, we could not have done the Horse Radio Network two years ago. Right. Um, right. But now we can because people are starting to understand it a little better, and horse people are starting to catch up technology wise. Right. Um, so. Well, that's not why you uh, wanted to talk today. We actually wanted to talk about something about uh, photography. So, Yeah, I did. I wanted to share some things, that, and I think this harkens back to my film days when I, when I started basically with a handheld light meter, where you had to understand how exposure and um, the 
shutter speed and the depth of field kind of all work together because whether you're shooting a film camera or whether you're shooting a, a sensor camera, you're basically capturing light onto some sort of recording device. Okay, and but you understand that most of us put it on automatic and we don't understand how any exactly. of that works. Exactly, and okay. and by doing that, that's that's fine. That's fine for just um, for most things. But if you start understanding how things work better, you've, many people have probably put things on automatic thinking they were going to get a shot where they could freeze the motion. And, and the cameras for automatic settings are, are set for a default to give you a reasonable depth of field with a, a reasonable shutter speed. They average them out. And it might be that you want to freeze the motion, or it might be that you want to have a lot of things in focus. And you have controls on your camera that let you do that without having to go for totally automatic. All right, can you, you explain that to yeah, us simply? You've got then. basically, I don't care what kind of camera you have, from the basic, most basic to the most expensive, you have two primary controls to keep your light onto to your recording device, your shutter speed and your aperture. Now, the shutter speed correlates to the blink of an eye. So if you put your hand in front of your face and move it from left to right and close your eyes quickly, you haven't lost sight of your hand. Uh, that would correlate to a fast shutter speed. And if you do the same um, situation but close your eyes for a second and your hand's gone from point A to point B, which would be a, a slower shutter speed, which is then your subject would be blurry. And when we're photographing something like a horse, for the most part, uh, we want to freeze that motion. And that's going to have to be a shutter speed of a 500th or faster to really effectively freeze the motion. And the one exception to that rule is if you, take a, if, you, if you visualize in your head a bicycle rider, and if they're coming at you down a road and coming to you, you can't tell how fast they're going. You can just tell that they're getting bigger until they go right by you, and then they go whoosh right by you, and then, and then they're going very fast. Well, as something's coming at you at an angle, you can get by with a much slower shutter speed. Um, I've shot horses coming at me at a 60th of a second, which is really relatively slow. But um, it, it is that angle of motion allows you to shoot a little bit slower shutter speed. So if you're in lower light, that's something to keep, keep your mind on. And always remember that something that's going straight across from you, like a car or a bicycle rider going right in front of you, is going to need a faster shutter speed than something that's coming at you at an angle. Now, that works in conjunction with your aperture or your f-stop. Okay, and I was just for... looking at my camera, actually, and uh, you're right. I have two things. I have, I'm assuming when I put it on manual now, and mm -hmm. by the way, I have a Fuji, like, 5100 here. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So when I put it on manual, I see, I see the shutter speed's the first number. Right. And then past that is, is the f number. So, right, the aperture, yeah, the f-stop yep, number, yep. yeah. Now, that f-stop number correlates to the, to the pupil of your eye or the iris of your eye, and it opens and closes. The wider it is, the more light it lets in. The smaller it is, the less light it lets in. And so it also, in the process of going from wide to small, also has an effect on what's called depth of field or depth of focus, which enables you to have a series of things. If you had five people standing in line with, uh, with one another. You could have the first person in focus, the last, and everybody else out of focus. You could have the last person in focus and everybody else out of focus. You could have the middle person in focus, or you could have them all in focus. And that's controlled by your aperture. The higher the number, so most cameras go, um, most consumer cameras go from like F3.5 to about 16. Yeah, mine and, right now is set at 6.5. I don't know exactly what that means, but well, that's just that's just it's it's just your range of of, of opening. Cameras are re, camera lenses are sold 
in a reference of their their speed or their their widest aperture. So a very fast lens is like a 1.0 or 1.2. They're very very expensive cameras. Uh, most I mean lenses. Most people will buy uh, the telephotos come in, in either a 2.8, which is fast, lets in more light. So what, what the bottom line is for these wider, faster lenses is that you can take pictures in lower light conditions. So the, at a faster shutter speed. The faster is the lower number. So if I take this 6.5 and put it down to two, it's much faster. It's much. It's, it's actually. It's not so much. It's not that you're making it faster. You're letting in more light. It's right. The, okay. the f-stop is is discussed in terms of its relation to let light in at low light levels. So, uh, uh, and maybe I used the, the the wrong terminology there. It's not so much the speed of the lens as it's how much light it lets in. Okay. So the, those lower numbers let in more light, which means that you can shoot in lower light conditions. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So, and for mathematical purposes, and I'm not going to get too technical, but if you if you if cameras go like f2, um, you know, 2.8, uh, 4.0, uh, 5.6, uh, 8, 11, and 16. Okay. Well, each one of those, for purposes of exposure, is exactly half as much light as one before it. So if I have a setting at f5.6, and I cut my exposure to f8, I've cut the amount of light by half that comes into my exposure, okay. to my film. Okay? Somewhere I've got to compensate for that loss of light, or my picture is going to come out underexposed. I can compensate for that with my shutter speed. I can go to a slower shutter speed because they work the same thing, a 125th to a 250th to a 500th, the same thing. It's cut in half. So if I'm at, if I'm at F5.6 at a 250 and I go to F8, I'm going to put my shutter speed at 125. And as far as the amount of light that it lets in, it's mathematically, it's exactly the same. But I have now have, in one case, I have greater depth and slower shutter. Or I can go for faster shutter, less depth. Now, for most of the time when we're out shooting horses, depth of field is not a real issue. Um, Maybe in headshots and those kinds of things. But most people are going to want to shoot their horses moving or running or riding and those kinds of things. So you're going to want a faster shutter speed. And you can get by with with, um, a lot less depth of focus. And actually, most lenses have a little scale on there, and on the 35-millimeter lenses, have a little scale on there that you'll see numbers on both sides. So you'll see that whole range of number. You'll have, you know, uh, 4, 5, 6, 8, 11, 16 on one side, and and on the other side with a little red line down the middle of it. And basically, that's an old-timey tool that says this is what your depth of focus is. So you can know that everything in this range of 20 feet is going to be in focus. Because before we had follow-focus cameras and autofocus cameras, you, you had to use your depth of field knowledge to make sure your subject was, was sharp. And it's, it's not really, for most people, this is more than they want to know. But it's something that I think is important to understand because those are the tools that you use to freeze motion and create depth. And you use them together to, to create your image and to get the art of your image. Well, that makes sense. That, that kind of makes sense now. I'm sort of, I'm sort of getting it. Well, the, the thing now that now that now, if you have that basic understanding, then all all cameras have controls. It's usually P for program, A for auto, um, TV means shutter priority, and AV means aperture priority. Or you have a manual capability where you think for the camera. Now, most of the time when I'm out shooting, I'll shoot manually, mainly because once I get my exposure the way I want to, even on the camera might not do it the same way every time. 
So when you have it manually, if I set my camera for 500 f8, every time I push that button manually, setting that way, it's the exact same exposure. If I have it set at a shutter priority, which is what I encourage a lot of people to do when they're shooting horses if they don't want to try the manual venue, as a shutter priority, make sure that your shutter is going to freeze motion every time you shoot it if that's what you want. So that would be so, my that would be my S setting on my camera. That, no, that would be the shutter. That would be not your F. Yeah, S. S is in S, Sam, I meant. S is in Sam, yes. Yeah, okay. And that's, that is the TV setting on all these cameras. Why they put TV on there is an SH, I have no idea. But at any rate, um, it... Um, it, that is your that is the, the the designation for shutter priority. That means that you set how fast or slow you want your shutter to be, and the camera will determine the depth of focus for you. I see. So that's that's interesting because now I look at my screen, and of course, I the the F is crossed out, and I just mm-hmm. have the first number. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right. Well, so and then and then the and then your uh, your AV stands for um, aperture priority. And in that case, if you want to have a lot of things in focus or you want to have a, a minimum range of focus, uh, you set it there, and it determines the shutter speed appropriately. So that's it. how they get the great shots of the uh, horse's face from a distance, and everything else is just blurred out. Right. That's, okay. That has been accomplished with, one, a long lens, and two, a wide aperture. Gotcha. Well, and you know, this is so easy to practice with now that we don't have to buy film. Well, exactly. I mean, and that, that, is, that is one of the, the great benefits of the digital world is a lot of people that wanted to do pictures couldn't because it was so expensive to have film and processing. Well, and I got to believe that most people, I got to believe that 90% of people, maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> maybe I just want to believe this, that uh, 90% of people are like me and they never take it off automatic. You're right. The vast majority, the vast majority of people don't. And, it, and I, I do kind of chuckle because it used to be, uh, especially in the film days, when I showed up to a photo session, you know, I knew I was going to have the nicest camera there. There was no question. Well, that's, that's not the truth anymore. I right. mean, I, <laughs> they may I, not I, know how to use them, but they have a no, bigger, nicer camera God, than you. They do. They have the latest of everything, and, you know, and it's... It's and, on automatic. Uh, it's on automatic. <laughs> <laughs> and you know but, what? They get lucky occasionally, get really nice shots. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. How um, do you think, I wanted to ask you this, you know, what's really taken photography by storm is not $1,000 cameras. It's iPhones and oh, yeah. all the other phones. And now that the iPhone and, and the I, my iTouch, you know, they have nanos, have video in them. Right. Um, that's what's taken the whole world by storm. Yeah. And that's unfortunately, that has to lower camera. people's expectations of what, well, it's just like, of what photography is, you know, you get, you get comfortable with crappy pictures because that's what your phone took. Right. Um, but that's the same thing though. When you think about it years ago, when you and I were, 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 when you and I were kids, um, you know, hi-fi was the big thing and stereo with our thousand dollar speakers and the great sound. And now we listen to MP3s and we're happy with it. Exactly. And and most people don't realize is MP3s are crap. Yeah. Compared to what we used know. to listen to. Exactly. <laughs> so. And and you do find, I mean, it's camera phones have, you know, definitely changed the way people look at things. And to tell you the truth, not and even even to some degree, uh the thirty five millimeter, I mean, the thirty five millimeter today is everybody's instamatic of, you know, many years ago. I mean, everybody, right. you know, has their camera. And so it's, but the, the phones for certain, I mean, the, the quality's not there, but it's, it's now more of this voyeuristic society we've become anyway. It's like, well, I can show you right now. Here's what I'm seeing right now. 
you know, and this instant gratification side of things. And it's not so much I think people are trying to say, well, here's the art of what I'm seeing. They're saying, well, look, here I am. And they're great, they're great means of, of chronicling event, an event. Um, they're very limited because they have wide lenses and these kinds of things. But people, I think overall people have expectations as to quality and imagery has dropped. Um, first of all, they're inundated with it. I mean, television, stills, magazines, I mean, you know. Facebook. Uh, uh, more more the Internet, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, still there's magazines out there like Cowboys and Indians and National Geographic and those kinds of things that absolutely elevate the art of the image. So, well, I think now community. when you see, I think what that has done, though, at least with me, is when I see a really good image, it really stands out now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, then you go. Well, somebody knew what they were doing to take an epic, right? And yeah, that, so. and I think it does stand that. I mean, I think it, it. Those those of us that are still trying to to, to put art into our work, um, it does it does make it stand out. But I mean, it's again, as we've alluded to many times, that we've had these conversations that you know, digital is just changing the face of everything. Well, and, and actually, you know, when you think about it, uh, new media, which digital is part of, is right. changing the face of everything when right. it comes to newspapers. And look what we're doing here. You know, we're changing the face of radio here. Right, exactly. Um, you exactly. know, before I would have had to have a contract with a radio station. What was What's amazing about before, to get off of my little tangent, is I would have had a contract with a radio station to produce a show, listen to potentially, you know, 50,000 people in a city. Right. Now I've I've got listeners, I got tens of thousands of listeners across the world in, in over thirty two countries. Right. You know right. that wasn't possible two years ago. Right. No, it it's made the world a smaller place, that's for sure. And you, you see that because you travel a lot. I mean right. you know, right. you you're seeing the world become a smaller oh. place. Unfortunately it's still a you know, I don't think that's helped politics at all. But no. uh, it's helped the average person get to know yeah. each other a little better, yeah. which in effect in a long term is gonna help politics. So Exactly. Exactly. Well, Scott, we just go off on our tangents like crazy, and I hope people enjoy them. Well, we do, so so sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> we just love that's to talk right. about this stuff. That's what's good about shows like this. You never know what you're going to get into. Well, and that's what's good about the Internet radio. We don't care how long it is. I don't have a time frame here. So. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, Scott, where can people find out more about you? Where can uh, they, they see can your work? Where can they possibly buy your work? Well, they're, they, they can, they're going to be able to buy my work online through treesmedia.com. Um, we're getting ready to offer a series of uh, limited edition prints and open edition prints, and we'll keep adding to that uh, as time goes on. Um, and, now, will they uh, be able to buy those uh, prints just as prints, or will you also sell them framed, or how will that work? Um, right now, right now we're, we'll offer them um, matted. We're not going not gonna to try and get into shipping frames yet. Okay. I think it's certainly something that we'll take a look at. Um, if the demand, if the demand asks for it, but you um, will, it will come matted, ready to put in the frame. It, yes, if okay. they want. I mean, we'll deliver. Yeah. Some people, you know, some collectors just want the print so they can put it in themselves. And, and but we, on the limited edition prints, we're offering the ability to have them matted. On the open edition prints, you just buy the print. Okay, great. I know there's one that I saw at the uh, show that I want to really take a look at. If hopefully it's one of the ones that's up there. Well, most of the ones in the show will be up there. Okay, great. Good. Good. I don't need it quite as big as that 80 well, inch right. you had that's up okay. there. But, uh... That's okay. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. All right. 
Well, thanks again to Scott for joining us today. We really appreciate when he comes on. He's a very busy guy, and he always notifies me when he's in the country, and we, we record a bunch of tips, and we're very glad that he does that. I love learning about photography, and of course, everybody's sort of into photography, especially if you're into horses. You take a lot of pictures, so it's always nice to learn how to do it right, and we certainly we certainly do appreciate him coming on. And you can find his website, as he said, at treesmedia.com, and the pictures are up there for sale, the prints, so I think you'll, you'll like taking a look at the beautiful beautiful work he does and he has a beautiful new website as well and don't forget to check out all the other great shows on the network at horseradionetwork.com we have some fun stuff going on this week and i don't think you're going to want to miss any of them and you can find them all there at horseradionetwork.com and i'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip until then stay safe everyone (laughs) 